All right, E then. Um, so, got Bobby Drummond and Theotis James here at the next core in in downtown St. Louis, and uh, first time that we're messing around with one of these podcasts here. Um, so, not really sure how it's going to go and <laughs> what exactly all we're going to talk about, but I think it's going to be one of those that just changes quite a bit um, the more and more that we deep that we do those. So, Theo. What's up today, brother? Not much, man. Just enjoying my Saturday morning with you. Got <laughs> my like, coffee and, uh, you know, just doing the thing, you know? Cool, man. <laughs> um, well, I wanted to, uh, one of the things that I thought about us talking about uh, during this podcast was uh, a little bit about how how we met and how, w- kind of where you've come from. So I'd, I'll just kind of start it off. Uh, Theo yeah. and I met a couple Halloweens ago, probably... Um, gosh, it would have been 2014, 15, 15, 15, 15, I think so. And, uh, Theo was dressed up as Chubbs. Probably one of my favorite, uh, favorite costumes to play. That was awesome, man. That was the first time that I met him and he was going by (laughs) TJ then and now he's a little bit more professional, goes by Theo. Yeah. Uh, and, uh. (laughs) Yeah, man, I just remember you walking around at that uh, party with your hand just <laughs> right at your side, just like Chubbs had that entire movie, and even painted it a little uh, darker color to make right. it look like it was actually it's fake. A fake hand. <laughs> but that was awesome. I think I dressed up as a, a lumberjack yeah. that year, which I think I do almost every year now since I have a <laughs> beard and I wear a lot of flannels. Yeah. Um, I, the only thing missing from my repertoire is a, is an axe, I guess. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's how we met, uh, gosh, so long ago. Um, seems like it was so long ago now, and um, now we're working together. So, uh, Theo, I, I mean, I'll kind of open it up to you. Like, tell your Tell your story a little bit as far as where you've come from between personal training and where you're at now. Yeah. Um, well, before uh, I started, I did, did training up in uh, Lyle, Illinois with Bullstocks Academy. Kind of started my my uh, my whole training and personal training and stuff like that, coaching. Um, and that was with mainly working with kids from, uh, they were probably... I think the littlest was like third or fourth grade or something like that to uh, high school graduates. So wide variety of there as far as coaching. And then um, at North Central College. Represent. So, there you go. Um, shout out NCC. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, I made, I did, for some reason, I, I just wasn't too fond of like living in Chicago, which a lot of times people like like wanted to move to Chicago and you know start their start their postgraduate life there. But I mean, I was wanting I wanted a city, but I didn't want like that big of a city. Too busy there. Yeah, too busy. I didn't want to sit in traffic half my life, you know. <laughs> so uh, I made the move down to St. Louis, and I knew a couple buddies, Spencer Barr. Um, friend of mine since preschool pretty much so he went to SLU and um, roomed up with him and then another buddy of mine uh, Mike Rainbolt um, he went to Webster so it it made it easy to kind of uh, uh, kind of find 
at least have some sort of friends in the city. Yeah, man, for city. sure. So, and then just from there, you know, just started working for DFM, doing training, and then I was like, well, I want to kind of do something a little bit different, but still help out people. And then I was like, reached out to you since you're like the social media king here, <laughs> or the Snapchat, Snapchat king. Or That's something it, like Snapchat. That. <laughs> <laughs> the Snapchat king, and I saw your your little snaps on Snapchat, and I was like, dude, I'm gonna reach out to him and see what he's doing. So. Was was there a specific Snapchat like uh, that you saw that was like, all right, I got a message by me now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was the Missouri, your Missouri State. The kickoff. Oh, the kickoff from so, uh, January. I guess it would have been. Well, what uh, this past year, but or this past January, but the the other one. Was it the summer before? I think it was the Hawaiian one. Oh, uh, okay, Hawaiian gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, man, that so, was yeah. a that was a blast. I put, I know, I blasted a lot of stuff out on Facebook and a, a lot of stuff out on Snapchat too. And I mean, one thing that we know how to do is uh, we know how to win and we know how to celebrate <laughs> our wins. Sometimes a little bit too hard, but. Um, I mean, you still have to, you have to, yeah, like you said, you have to still celebrate your wins. It's not like it's all serious and you can't always be like, oh, I'm Mr. Insurance guy, you know, (laughs) so, and that's what kind of attracted me because it's like, I'm coming from training, which is like, or a coach, which you still can be professional in that, but it's not like, uh, like super serious as far as like, oh man, we got deadlines and stuff like that. We still have deadlines, right. but it's not like as serious as like, <laughs> I don't know. You, you, I, I think it was good to see that um, you can still have fun at your job is, is like insurance. A lot of times, like my first thinking was to him, it's insurance, but you can still have fun and, um, you know, still do do work you know yeah so, man that's uh, I, that's one thing that definitely attracted me too and i didn't even really know what i was getting into whenever i did get back into aflac and i've shared i've shared my story so many times with so many people and just to i guess have one documented here on this podcast um kind of just let everyone know where i came from was i worked um for aflac in college i was an intern there i went door pulling downtown and um, found Aflac and I needed an internship for the business school. So I decided to, um, go work with them, work with them for two years. And I definitely saw the, I saw the culture from the get go, as far as it seemed like everyone wanted to have fun. Everyone was seemed to always be in a good mood. And there were, I know that there were conferences left and right that people were going to, and I got to go to a couple of them, uh, with Jeff Satterley, who's now, uh, the market trainer in, uh, New Mexico. So it's, I saw that for two years. I graduated. I got my piece of paper that said, Hey, Bobby, you can go somewhere and make 40 grand. So that's exactly what I did. I got a job with Summers Building Maintenance, which um, was great right out the gate as far as making $40,000, which I think every kid who graduates is like, Yeah, that's what you should go do after you yeah. graduate. Just yeah. go make 40 grand somewhere and uh, try and move out of mom and dad's house as soon as possible. So, um, I spent three years there. Um, uh, I have some awesome stories from that job that I won't share today, but after three years there, I just felt like I needed to do something a little bit different. Um, I didn't have, uh, the mentor, the leader that I needed to make sure that I was going to be successful. And, um, I, I wanted something where the, the sky was the limit and I could really feel like I was helping people. And I mean, I could be passionate about 
which urinal screens for my customers to <laughs> use any day of the week because no matter what I'm doing, I'm going to be passionate about it. Yeah. But um, I couldn't do that anymore, man. It just uh, 15 hour days, uh, 12 hour days, stuff like that. Just were yeah. they were not worth it. Um, if I'm going to put all that time into something, it's I wanted it to be something a lot more meaningful. Right, right, right. So that's when I um, I ended up meeting up with Alex Miro, who is uh, now the market director for California, San Diego, that market out there, um, and called him on Mardi Gras. And I was in my office at Wells at Wells Fargo at the time. That's the uh, we were the vendor there uh, for Wells Fargo. And I called him on Mardi Gras. It was probably about midday. And he picks up the phone and says, ah, what's up, Bobby D? I was like, oh, hey, man, this is Bobby. I'm just calling because I'm looking oh, for some uh, change in career and all that stuff. And he's like, ah, yeah, I'd love to meet with you. I'll call you on Monday. And hung up the phone, and I was like, he's not going to call. Good luck with that. <laughs> so, um, so after that, he, called, he ended up calling me on Monday. Um, which he stuck true to his word, and I'm, now I'm not surprised whatsoever. And met with him on Tuesday, uh, came into his office, and we talked uh, just a lot about what Aflac was. And I went in with the thought of, I'm not going to go work for Aflac. I hadn't been around it for three-plus years, and I just thought that Alex could be a good center of influence for me. Um, so I wanted to see what other places he could kind of introduced me to where what other jobs I could get and that's when we started talking Aflac and how we're able to help people and that's one thing that I've always been very passionate about so we kind of reverse engineered all right this is how much Bobby needs to make in order to keep it parallel with what I was making at my last job which Mm -hmm. now that I look back on it I mean not that Alex overpromised by any means, but I didn't put in the work to make the money that I wanted to make that first year. So it was definitely there was definitely a learning curve, but I mean it, I appreciate Alex Miro so much for kind of I'm glad that I reached out to him and I'm glad that he decided to bring me in and he saw some opportunity. So um, I'll have to have him on here at some point when, whenever he comes back and <laughs> visits St. Louis. But so that's how that's how I got. Um, that's how I started with Aflac. That's how I left for a little bit, and that's kind of where I'm back at now, where um, I'm in a leadership position to make sure that anyone on my team is that that they're achieving results, that they're successful, that whatever goals they want to be held accountable to, we hold them accountable to. So, I mean, Theo, as far as the just to kind of this is a good kind of segue into um, something I want to talk about is holding yourself accountable and how do you currently do that and do you have anyone that helps hold you accountable other than me um yeah it's tough i'd like definitely the learning curve just because um you know this is totally totally new for for me as far as like you know doing the whole well, the insurance and the, the exam, the state exam, stuff like that. So um, I would say if you're doing this, like for me, what helped me was just kind of teach the, the exam as like a, a course, like a, I don't know, a six week, I don't know how long I took to 
take mine, but I, I think, think you I, cruised through yours in like a week and a half. You no, you, I didn't. I thought it was quick. No, it oh. was like a month. Oh, never mind. Like two months. Well, or then yeah, quicker than I thought. <laughs> <laughs> Not as quick as I thought. I mean, I think it was like a month or so, a month and a half, and I was like, you know, just making sure, like, because everything was so brand new and learning different terms and stuff like that. So, you know, I think I took a, a good amount of time to study and make sure I passed my exam because I. I didn't want to be like, oh, yeah, let's do this. And then I fail. (laughs) That was one of my biggest fears is that I was going to fail that exam and have to call Rusty afterwards and tell him I have to reschedule. (laughs) Exactly. So that was like one of the things I was like, I need to pass this on a first try because, you know, paying for the exam and all that stuff was, you know, I wasn't trying to do that. So pass your exam is the biggest one and make sure you spend as much time as you need on that. Um, and then try, as far as keeping myself accountable, I think it's it's tough, you know. I definitely think it's, uh, you just have to, I think, use your, to me, what makes me more comfortable is just using what I, the people that I know right now. Um, and uh, reaching out to those people as far as like, hey, you need to contact these people or you need to reach out to X amount of people. So, um you know, using my network as much as possible, like my current network as much as possible helps me out to make it easier uh, on my, because I'm not the one to, the first to talk, but I'll definitely be like, have some input on it. So sure, man, it's tough that way. Yeah. And I think that the biggest thing with insurance and starting a career in this is the confidence behind it, because we're we're not going to be experts day one. You pass that insurance exam and then you go start right. to learn about AFLAC and you're like, this is totally, right. not backwards, but different I think than it's, what it's, you study. It's still sim- it's simpler than the exam, though. I know, like, 100%. So, like, a lot, that was what I, what I was worried about. is like, damn, I'm going to have to learn, like, all this stuff. And even telling some of my friends that are like, oh, you're doing insurance? And I was, they were all, like, worried. Some of them were. So I was like, uh, even my mom, she was like, I can't believe, I was like, she was talking to my girlfriend and it was like, I'm surprised that uh, Theo wants to, or TJ wants to do an insurance and it's like, kind of weird. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, well, I don't know. <laughs> <I'm doing it." laughs> so she hasn't had a chance to see all the fun that I you're going to get. So. <laughs> yeah. But, Shoot, uh, but yeah, so just, uh, yeah, accountability is huge. So yeah, cool man. <laughs> uh, so do you have any other? So we came up with this term the other day, uh, accountability buddies. Accountability buddies. <laughs> so we were we were talking about that a little bit. Do you have any? I mean, I know that I talk to you a lot about your goals and stuff, right. but outside of myself, because I mean, there's you can have a lot of other centers of influence. Right. Is there anyone right now that you have as an accountability buddy? Build a buddy. Uh, I mean, you and then Rusty, obviously, is right. going to be there. Uh, Megan, my girlfriend, a little bit. So Just you know, a little bit, Megan? Yeah. Come on, don't you want to go to Barbados this year? <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, she just definitely pushed me. She just definitely keeping me in the, in the right track. So That's awesome. Um, keeping me in check sometimes. For sure. <laughs> we need women like that in our lives. Um, well, that's awesome, man. Um so as far as those, I, kn- I know one thing that I've talked a lot about this week, and I kind of <clears throat> tied it all in yesterday with a video that I posted, but basically um, talked a lot about video marketing and a lot about centers of influence and then uh, taking the next steps as far as taking some action in terms of 
whenever you get yeah, help yeah. from your centers of influence and say, hey, this is an important thing that you need to do, and then a matter of just going and doing it rather than sitting on it and so, waiting. Yeah. Um, so as far as video marketing, I know I've talked a lot about it this week. Um, can you talk a little bit about some of the success that you've had with some marketing, maybe both video and just um, contacting people in different ways? Yeah. Um, well, I didn't. I haven't done anything really for as far as like Aflac standpoint, but um, I used to be very good at. I'm, I need to work on that, but I used to be very good at my exercise videos and stuff like that. So putting out. I think as, as long as it's you're just putting out something, even if it's like a, a picture of some sort or, um, you know, some uh, a short video, um, you know, I think it, social media makes it just so easy to just do anything. And for me, just overcoming, because I hated talking in front of the camera. And until right now, until right now, I guess I'm doing it. <laughs> this is a good way to do it. Yeah. Um, but I hated talking in front of the camera. So I, I would do sometimes a little bit here and there, but it wasn't like as consistent. So like with anything, just consistency with it and just being confident that, you know, it's not going to be perfect the first time or the second time or the third time. But, you know, eventually it's going to, you know, you're going to find your way. So I think I need to just keep that in my in the, in front of me and look at the bigger picture and not look at the short term like fear of like oh my god because you know? <laughs> <laughs> no one's gonna like the way that they sound I might I might go back and listen to this and think that it's awful but um, one thing that I mean my girlfriend might have just been nice to me but I was just I was recently on a podcast with uh, Wesley Hoffman the Treehouse Network shop uh, Wes Hoffman with friends um, check him out on uh, podcast if you haven't yet. And she said, oh, you sound so great. You're, you seem to be talking very smoothly, no likes or ums or buts. And I was yeah. like, look, listening back to it, I was like, there was a couple in there. But <laughs> maybe for the most part, it's okay. Yeah. I, I guess as long as I don't like stop and there's no words for like a minute, then it's considered winning. <laughs> right. But this is, I mean, it's an awkward thing to do. Um, and I think that that's the only way that we can really... I mean, if we want to expand our following, if we want to reach a lot of different people, then you, we have to do stuff like this to push ourselves outside of our comfort zone. Um, what was so? My push was Gary V. Um, yeah. Seeing, I've seen a lot of people post stuff on Facebook, Facebook Live videos, and I, I don't think I've ever done Facebook Live. I think I did Instagram Live. Uh, gosh, it was probably a couple months ago. <laughs> I think I did. Yeah. And um, I think my biggest push was just hearing about all the success that these yeah. other people have had, um, people that are on Gary Vee's show and um, Grant Cardone, Andy Frisella, all these different motivational guys that are constantly talking about pumping out content is the most important thing. So that was, I think that was my biggest push. And then I had a significant push whenever John Davis, and he's probably going to be upset that he wasn't on the first ever, <laughs> whatever the name of this podcast is, but he I, he called me just so pumped up about this, yeah. and I early I guess a couple days before, and you guys might have seen my Facebook post that I'd met with uh, TJ Mo from uh, uh, Take No Offense Podcast and his 590 show, and obviously former Mizzou wide receiver, and as soon as John called me on that and it was like, hey man, I want to start doing this. And that's that day I was like, screw it. 
we're freaking doing this, man. <laughs> so I put out that video. I used that app called Magisto, if that's how you what if that's how it's actually pronounced. I'm not sure. M A G I S T O. And I've been able to I would film less than a minute of content uh, so I could post it on Instagram and then literally just selected a couple pictures from my library and then uh, clicked the button, added some Dave Matthews background music. Of course. And of course, yeah. And it was done and it was super easy. And video nowadays is such an easy way to get people yeah. to stop and listen and watch. But I mean, I'm the same way as a lot of. I mean, I am a millennial. We are, we are millennials, right. but with that next generation Z, is that what they're called? Generation they're, Z, the, the digital age. Or the digital, is that really the name of it? Because yeah, they haven't. <laughs> I have no idea. They don't. I think it's something along the lines they haven't grown up with anything but something digital. That like, makes sense. Their books are digital. Their music's digital. They don't have any like CDs. I, right. There are still CDs, but. They don't. I am. <laughs> oh my gosh! I, like I literally stopped at the store the other day. Uh, Lily Narrett, Jennifer's daughter, um, who will probably listen to this at some point, uh, or maybe not, because the point I was about to make was anything less than sixty seconds, pretty much anyone in that generation would not consume. So I need to break this little spot down for her right here. But I stopped and I was thinking, all right, I'm gonna look for like a CD. Like, wouldn't it be cool if? Uh, Lily had like a Demi Lovato CD and I was right. like she doesn't have anything to put that in right. except for in the car the which a lot of cars don't cars even don't have, have CDs, yeah. I think mine still does but I honestly I might have a CD in there and I still have my five changer nice five disc Ooh, <laughs> um, but oh gosh like and it it's so crazy to think that everything I mean how much uh, I mean, everything's changed between social media and the way that we consume information now as as consumers, whether it be via social media or anything else. And um, that's when this, so to make a long story long, <laughs> I think that my push, biggest push was John Davis. And then I knew I was meeting up with uh, TJ Mo later in the week. And I wanted to make sure that I had some stuff ready because if I, got there, sat down with TJ, and he was like, well, what have you done so far, man? I'd be like, nothing. And he'd be like, well, why are we meeting? <laughs> so um, I wanted to start, and it's only been three days of putting out stuff. This is day four, and um, I really just see this as a good opportunity to, like, just get your get our thoughts out yeah. there and help with people, whether it be insurance or whether we're help or whether we're just having a conversation about stuff that people are interested in like I said and I said this to TJ too I don't know where my like narrow focus is going to be so I feel like it's going to be a lot of all over the place until we get to a point where it's like oh this would be a really good thing like yeah. we should have this narrow focus on this podcast maybe you get to the point where you have five podcasts that focus on five different things but so that was my push um Theo what was your biggest so why are you here I, get, <laughs> I just see the 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 reward is a lot greater than the reward's gonna out, out trump the uh do, 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 my the my awkwardness fear, yeah, yeah the awkwardness my fear or whatever so you know expect like we're talking about how much video can reach all the reach with the content and stuff like that it gets greater, so that's why I, why I'm here basically because I know it works. Awesome, man. <laughs> um, that's really cool. I I'm, I'm super excited to 
do this kind of stuff here. Um, so as far as accountability goes, I like to just, so this, I did this the other day and I just want to, um, get some firm commitments from, uh, from you and from myself and we'll be a super accountability buddies, okay. both on the, both on the AFLAC side and on, um, content. and on the content side. All right, all right. So, cause I, I mean, we know what our goals are as far as Affleck's concerned, but right. I want to be able to, and my brother's probably going to be upset that he's not here either because he's supposed <laughs> to be one of my accountability buddies as well. I'm trying to get as many accountability buddies accountability as possible <laughs> um, just because then that way they'll at least watch my content and I'll get one more view. <laughs> um, and maybe they'll share it or like it or comment. Right. But um, so as far as content goes, do you have goals of what you want to put out each day? I do not. I need to though. Tell me about it. Tell me what you're gonna do. Right. Uh, do you want me to go first and you can think about yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Go All right. Ahead. So, so I want to put out one of those um, short 60-second videos that I've done the last three days. Okay. I want to do one of those every day. Um, I don't think I'm gonna do anything on the weekend right now. Um, I might, but I'm gonna commit to Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, putting something out each day. I think that the toughest thing with that is putting out something at a consistent time because I think yeah. I put out the last three days I put out stuff and I think one was around lunchtime uh, and then I can't remember what the second one was but I know yesterday I didn't post it until Later. six o'clock whenever yeah. I was in the Twin Peaks parking lot <laughs> in Maplewood and yes I did go to Twin Peaks and my girlfriend met me there so don't say anything bad. <laughs> And I filmed, I filmed it there real quick, so I think my goal would be to maybe film some of that stuff, so uh, like the day before, so I can pump right. out that stuff yeah. early in the morning to make sure that people can see it. So I'm going to go ahead and commit to one of those Magisto 60-second yeah. videos every day before noon. Gotcha. Um, I'm not going to go as aggressive as Steve Albers, who um, puts his out by, I think his is 8 a.m. every day. Do you follow his yet? Uh-huh. All right, you'll have to send him a friend request. Okay. Um, he'll accept it. Okay. And um, so, <laughs> one sec. So, yeah, I think it'd be a good idea for uh, you to follow him on there because he's very consistent with what he does every single day. He does, yeah. um, he does a vlog every single day that's um, out there by 8 a.m. He has a daily Instagram blog where he posts a picture and has uh, he writes a lot of stuff on it. And then he also... I don't know if he's doing any sort of a podcast or anything yet, but he's doing a great job with all this stuff. And he was definitely one of my inspirations yeah. to start this. And before all I knew him as was the owner of Center Ice Brewery. And of course, being an, being an Affleck guy, I'm like, yeah, I want to meet anyone who owns a business because <laughs> there's a potential there. But um, one of the things that Steve talked about is just providing value, jab, 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 right hook. Um, providing little bits of value. So I want to bring right. some value to Steve before we were to even talk about something like that. And that's something that I see that we can accomplish with these podcasts and all this other stuff. So uh, back to what everyone's holding me accountable for is uh, a daily video posted before noon on Magisto. I want to start off doing at least one podcast per week. I think we could probably do more, but I mean, Saturday morning, this was kind of an easy one yeah. um, before I go play in this golf tournament here <laughs> at, uh, at noon today. And um, then other than that, I think I want to put out some, maybe some vlogs too. Like, I mean, we have the video running here for the podcast, but maybe something that's a little bit more structured. And it, it's just a matter of finding an app or a program and mm -hmm. putting money into it so I can make it look pretty. But until then, we're just going to 
pump right. out some content every single day. Right. So Theo, I gave you a lot of time to think about it because I'm talkative. I'm annoying. (laughs) For me, I'm gonna I'm gonna get some wins under my belt. I'm gonna make it a little bit easier for me. Do it. Um, So I I kind of do like a Monday motivation already on Instagram. I see that. I'll I'll consider I'll start or keep doing that. I need to get back to uh, my weekend workout. I think that'll help. like just working out on the weekend, or is it at well, my weekend well, workout that, post? That too. Just okay. doing some type of sort of activity. <laughs> but I used to do weekend workouts on, I would post it on Friday, and it'd be like a little workout for people to do. Oh, that's awesome. So I want to get back into doing that. Cause I yeah, kind of that would help me that. too. And then um, I think another one would be, I'm going to do something like midday, or midweek. So maybe like a Wednesday uh, hump day Wednesday. with Theo. I don't know. There's Wednesday something. hump hustle. Wednesday. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> nope, that's the name of it now. <laughs> hashtag uh, hashtag hump hustle. Humpsle. <laughs> We're gonna combine words. Yeah. No. Um, <laughs> the past simple. Something about like more about. I'm gonna gear that one more towards like business and a little bit more towards marketing F- stuff like that. So. But yeah, I think three times a week. I think that should be cool, man. Pretty easy. So three times a week, looking for like a Monday, Wednesday, Friday kind Monday, of deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Um, I think that's awesome, man. Yeah. I think you got to start somewhere, and exactly. uh, and I think that we've been doing a lot of this for a long time, but we haven't really had a a strategy behind it. And um, I know one thing that I I'm going to talk about maybe next week and during those uh, Magisto videos that I put out is how to gain that following because that's the toughest thing and that's one thing that I talked about um, with TJ for um, quite a bit of time was he asked me well asked me what my focus was and I was like I don't know and he's like you gotta get a focus yeah um, I mean it can be connecting people leading people talk about leadership whatever it might be but until then just get the biggest thing that you're you could be missing is a following right so for TJ it was easy for him now I'm going to get confused for TJ Mo because mm-hmm. I guess mom might be watching. By, I go by TJ at, at home. Yeah. <laughs> so talked about uh, following for him, and I mean, he already had a few thousand followers whenever he was a Mizzou football player, and then we talked about how he was uh, he was tweeting during the Mizzou protest, and they he actually was on CNN, and then he was also on um, one of those other uh, financial network channels talking about uh, something as well due to – the tweets that he had put out and he said that he'd gained 10,000 followers overnight. Hmm. So, uh, next week it's going to be a lot of focus around how you actually build that following. And, um, just a lot of it I haven't even implemented myself. So like that Gary V dollar 80 Instagram strategy. Yeah. I know my brother, Nick Drummond's been doing that quite a bit for, yeah, um, doing that a little bit too. nice yeah. for his company, uh, Nick picks. And so, I guess Theo has that worked that dollar eighty Instagram strategy. Yeah. yeah, I think it just comes back to like I think what he said in that was uh, just being social on social media, yeah. and a lot of times people are just like, oh, throw a like and not say anything about it, or you know, I think it's just more about engaging the audience, right? Yeah. <laughs> cool, man. That, so. and that's one thing that I, I'm working on too, because there's there's so many different platforms, and we're never going to be short as far as platforms are concerned. I 
I mean, there will always be Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, Instagram, but there's always going to be new ones coming around between this Magisto app that I'm using or some Marco Polo. I do a lot of back and forth uh, with my team on that. Um, Marco Polo? Marco Polo? Oh, you have to download that. (laughs) Um, I actually talk with Casey Brown on it all the time. Uh, (laughs) We send messages back and forth (laughs) to each other. It's just like, it's like Snapchat, but it saves. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's pretty. I like it just because you have all of those conversations right there. Oh, that'd be cool if you could utilize Marco Polo and turn that into a podcast, just a back. Because literally, you just you click start, and then a video runs, and I'm able to look at the camera and be like, "What's up, Theo? It's Bobby here. Want to see how your day's going? Blah blah blah." That'd be really cool if you could transfer that into a podcast. Because it's literally just or like some sort of video content. It's just. It'd be like me, and then whatever Theo says in response, then me, uh, then Theo, okay. and go back and cool. forth. So that's, I guess that's why it's called Marco Polo. I, yeah. I don't really know. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I thought that that would be a, uh, an awesome idea for, um, for, us to, for us to do possibly as a team as well. So, yeah, guys, uh, Theo, I mean, I think that we've kind of – 33 minutes is a good amount of time. I didn't know if we'd have en- enough stuff to talk about, but I think once <laughs> we get going, like, guys, we had no plan as far as what today was. Like, I wasn't even going to... No scripts. <laughs> no scripts. I wasn't even going to ask Theo what he wanted to talk about because I just wanted to start with something and then see where it developed from there. So um, some takeaways for today is now you know who Theo is, you know a little bit more about my story, hey. and, <laughs> and talked a little bit about video marketing and the importance of that. So um, as far as next time, guys, uh, I think that we'll be talking a little bit more maybe about how uh, you can increase some of your followers on social media and actually have it look real in terms of not just Gary Vee saying, hey, if you do this, it works, but um, documenting it and saying, hey, at the beginning on Monday, Bobby started with 500 followers and after implementing the eighty. Uh, Gary V strategy. Yeah. He went from 500 to 700 in one week. Yeah. So um, stay tuned for that. We'll talk about that next time. And until then, have Deuce. a great weekend. Deuces. Deuces. Later.